Time is gay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lordump, where time is gay as hell. It's super, no, yeah, in the, it, so gay and so amazing. We, we love time. No straight timelines here. They're all gay as fuck and rainbow colored. But Ooh. that's, I don't think that's what we're talking about today on the Lordump in the new year. <laughs> oh, it is the new year. Well, the last episode was also released in the new year, but we didn't mention it because it's the new year now also, too. <laughs> that's true. Wait, the sequel. Yeah, we're, we're in the end of the holiday season. It's it's past, so, you know, happy holidays from us now uh, yeah. that it's well gone. Yeah, 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 get the fuck out of here, holidays. We're done with you. Yeah, we, we don't need, need you anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you next Hanukkah. Mm. All right. But today, in our gay timeline, we're going to be talking about the future, the gay future of D&D Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> You've just committed so hard to I've, this bit. I've shackled myself to this joke. You really and have. it will drown me. Yeah, <laughs> you're just you're slowly this. sinking. Uh <laughs> and and it's just incredibly powerful to watch. Hello, Sassy. Sassy's decided to join the podcast again. We I figured things out with her representatives and lawyers, uh, and she thought that the gay episode would be a good one to join. Um Sassy coming out? Yeah. Well, no, she's been out for a while. She just we don't really, you know, it's doesn't oh, define her as a, as a person. So, as you may not have heard before, uh, audience, Sassy has officially come out. They are a cat. Yeah. Hi, Sassy. How are you doing? They eat out of a bowl, shit in a box, meow all the time. It's a <laughs> they, lifestyle, but they've adapted to it rather well. Yeah, they're they're living their best life as a cat. They seem as happy as they could. They really love this bit. They're on my lap now. Uh, and I super enjoy fish. But today on Lore Dump... Yes. We're that's... talking about, as I've mentioned in the past, the future of we, D&D. We're looking into our orb. We're we're peering through the veil, so to speak, into My the future. crystal nuts. And I see the future. If you don't put crystal nuts into off the rails, I'm going to be really bummed. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's, a different, it's a different offshoot one shot. Uh... <laughs> All right, for reals this time, though, the future of D&D, 5.5. It's been mentioned, it's been talked about, it's been hinted at coming rather soon in the new year. I think Multiverse of Madness is going to be there, or not, that's the Doctor Strange movie, the mega multi-book, Multiverse of Madness. Mordenkainen's something or other. Mordenkainen's Tomafo's (laughs) 2.5. 2.5. Whatever that it's going to be, but that's going to be our first look into 5.5 is coming soon because this is the new gay year. So we're we're doing our prediction. This is our prediction episode. This is the one you can rewatch in June and laugh at us for getting everything wrong. Everything wrong. We're going to be a mile off, but if we get one thing right, you will not hear the end of it. We are going to gloat atrociously. If we get anything right, that will be the best part of the new edition. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. Everyone's favorite. Yeah, you're Everyone's... welcome. We are manifesting. A big, big change is coming down the line if we have anything to say about it. Oh yeah. boy, you just wait. <laughs> no more barbarians. There's two clerics now. They call Fuck it angry game. cleric and soft cleric. That's all you get. Yeah. yeah. We, we, it's the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, yeah. So, let's get into <laughs> <laughs> the joke never landed <laughs> listen i know there's a joke in there but my brain isn't smart enough to remember the words for it so we're gonna keep that where it is i'm gonna and say it's early enough in the morning to use the morning as an excuse that's what i'm saying yeah i'm sure sean will edit that out and not make me look bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you, you've done that in the in the past before I, I fully leave myself every time fucking completely every time yeah <laughs> Out to dry, as always, where I belong. Hello. Future Sean, so, be nice to pass Sean. No, you rat fuck. Shit, Future Sean, is that you? How Do much you- have you had to eat today, you fat bastard? That'll get him. That'll really piss him off. Leave, oh, leave past I'm Sean screwed. alone, Future Sean. Oh, you're fighting with him. I'm confused as to which Sean I'm speaking to. I wonder to. if he's gay in the future. Probably. That'd be interesting. We, I've been waiting. <laughs> so is my sister, weirdly enough. <laughs> 
when we were little kids, she said, hey, I wish you were gay so you could be my best friend. And I was like, no, all right, thank you. <laughs> Between the two of us, we've got you covered, bud. In a loving way. Yeah. It was very, very nice and sweet. Uh, anyways, Josh, what's what's your first prediction for the next future steps of uh, the game we play all well, the time? We've seen, we've talked about it a lot. A lot of the things that we think mm-hmm. we're going to see already, right? Like we've mm-hmm. touched upon them constantly. There's a few predictions. Yeah, through made. the show. It just, you know, whatever we feel like it, we scream 5.5e uh, prediction mm-hmm. uh, and then we move on. Uh, I think... What we will likely see... Well, some things are already implemented, right? So let's cover those boring things really quick, really fast. The Ugh. ability score modifier is changing to yes. be completely flexible. That's in the That's game already. Changing. That's great. It's not going anywhere. Not a prediction, really. No, it's more <laughs> of a, a, a statement A change they've already made. Yeah. So get but off our backs, audience. We mentioned it. I think it'll be codified in yes. in the new edition so like when you open the book it, it will there's going to be some sort of core rule book for 5.5e yeah. that's my prediction and it they're will gonna be they're going to the old races yeah this is how you do ability scores moving forward goodbye yeah. old way hello new way this is it no room for discussion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and then if you still want to play the old way you go play 5.0 there problem solved happy for you <sighs> you old stick problematic but sure yeah <laughs> you are you play 5.0 Oh, yeah, we can make snap judgments about people based on that uh, (laughs) in the future. (laughs) For sure, that's going to be a thing. That's my first prediction. (laughs) But uh, Uh, so that'll be in there. Um, (laughs) I think the we're going to see a review of a core monster manual in some way, shape or form. Oh, that redoes everything in the like, you know, Volo's guide uh, and the original monster manual to include more diverse stat blocks. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we're seeing in Fizzbands uh, and some of those other source books, even in like Van Richten's, right? Like, so we're yes. gonna see a lot of that manifesting. That might not be in 5.5e's core book or whatever they do, but it will be a release soon after, no doubt. Oh, for sure. Because every dungeon master will buy that. <laughs> I will. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I probably wouldn't even use it for a while, but I'd buy it immediately. So those are my like big global reaching changes we're gonna see. You got any any of those, Sean? Uh, well, two based on what we've already talked about. Two small ones, two Ooh. little baby ones. Baby, well, a little baby one and then a little bigger one. Okay. One of my first predictions is because there's not gonna be any more of that specific, uh, stat allocation for the specific races. I think there's gonna be new abilities added to each race to make them more varied. In that regard, like in Pathfinder, I think that's a good idea. Where they have like different abilities you can select. We've seen evidence of that too, right? Like a little bit, like the the UA stuff in the, yeah, for Mordenkainen's for the Universal blah blah is yeah. is definitely. I'm calling it Multiverse of Madness, and you can't stop me. I li- I like it. We'll stick with that. I'll They're try the same character. <laughs> uh, You've seen it with those races, right? There's a there's a lot more going on feature wise, uh, yeah. With those, so and they the Owlin, no, no, they mm-hmm. did. The Owlin didn't really have that much diversity. It, well, it does have more than the Aracocra does, though. Which That's is true. Interesting. It has like two more abilities than the Aracocra does. So I was like, okay, interesting. Mm. That was my first, like, oh, it's the same thing, except slightly different. There's your trail of evidence. I'm on to you. I gotcha. You rat fucks. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) Someone should go back and clip the number of times you've sworn at wizards. I do not need that kind of heat right now. (laughs) (laughs) They're already on to get in game with those people. No, 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 no. Um, I think the second thing Mm -hmm. is more pertaining to the monsters. I think we're going to see a complete overhaul of CR. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've talked a little Get bit about that. Get that the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, the people who made it are even like, eh, I don't use it. I just ignore it. <laughs> you you could just put, the way CR works right now, you could just as easily put an arbitrary, easy, medium, hard ranking on monsters. <laughs> yeah. Or and, you could even put, like, a range of levels. Be like, okay, they go from level five to eight. This is a good creature to throw at them. Yeah. After eight, it's worthless. Put it as like a minion or something. Yeah, but I I definitely think that's something they are gonna put into the new mechanic system, which they honestly should have done three editions ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should have known that going into this. 
which I also the- I think we perceive CR the wrong way. I think that's what it's intended to be. It's a guideline, and people go, "Oh, yeah. well, CR is this is for this," but it just redo it so that people understand that it's a guideline because people yeah. read it like a Bible sometimes, and that's wrong. Well, yeah, even all the rules they have for it, where it's like, oh, if you use these, like you have a, a, a bank account of this much CR, and you can fill the encounter with up to this much budget of CR, and this is what the experience would be. It's like, no one does that. Just say you can use this through these levels, and then that's it. That's all people need. It, it doesn't work, and it's yeah, way it's too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think the adventure modules follow it. I've I've never seen it in there. No, yeah, no. And a lot of the time, the encounters they have in there don't line up with the levels of the. <laughs> yeah, the encounters are like they're supposed to beat this. Yeah, if you look at rhyme, okay, <laughs> going through yeah. that book right now, it's like holy shit. <laughs> oh, you're going through rhyme? Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's a neat book. It's very interesting. Hell yeah! Uh, I'm, I'm cool. interested to hear that goes. Yeah. Um, do you have any other predictions? As other uh, predictions. I, I think there will be, you know, I, I think they've talked about this already, and there's been a huge discourse on the internet, people bitching about it, but they're going to remove genetic evil, right? Or or racial yeah. evil from the lore. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Problem. I, I already ignore that. So if yeah. it's taken out, I probably won't notice, but it should be taken out. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it doesn't belong in there. Uh Good job, wizards, and people who complain about it yeah. probably don't listen to this show because we've already offended them saying something else. So, well, you know, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I'm fully fine with that. Yes, yeah, I can't tell you the amount of times I wanted to play a Gith Yankee. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I can't because I'm going to be considered evil or an outlier, or, you know, a pariah. It's like, why can't i just be the alien boys just be like and there's a difference between and i think they will also look at like use of the word like exotic races oh yeah yeah that's very uh, that's a very problematic word to use right Not a but, bird yeah there are um there can be and this is at the dm's discretion this is at the laura's discretion but there can be groups of people that other groups of people don't really interact interact with right they'll define mm-hmm. things i think a little bit more by like geographic shift and things like that uh and cultural location and what those interactions look like because conflict still needs to exist and there will be isolated communities that's realistic but you don't have to codify those things as evil or bad you can speak in more nuanced terms around it so they'll probably do that i would hope to see yeah. yeah, I think honestly, I think just removing most of the things that they release from their own world lore would yeah. be a massive improvement to the overall books. Because I can't tell you how many times I've seen something they put out. And I'm like, why does this have to tie so specifically to your world? It doesn't. I'm I'm not using it in your world. Yeah, I never will. Uh, but the campaign settings and all that stuff—that's fine. That's you know. Well, and again, they have the like, right to do that. There's, there's, if there's a story reason for it. Yeah, there's history to it. That's one yeah. thing. But if it's just like, well, these guys came out of the dirt and they were bad, and yeah. that's gross, and we hate them. Yeah. It's like, well, okay. Or like they all tend right. to write it where it's like, if you put them in their lore, in your lore, they should be evil, and it's like, well, why, why, why? Yeah. As a well, dungeon, you look at that and you go, why? <laughs> right. The that's specific. It all ties back to that the thing I would like to see. This isn't on my list to talk about, but something I would like to see ripped out of the fucking heart of D and D is mm. alignment. Yep, that's I was what it falls say back that. to. Yeah, they they're like, well, they, what's the creature's alignment? It's like that doesn't fucking matter. It's irrelevant. You don't need to have a lawful evil creature. If it's mm. a devil, I okay, I know where it comes from. I know what it does. I know what their kind of thing is. Yeah, but you could also have nice devils. Well, and that's that's the thing though is they've got these stupid spells that are codified to good, evil, neutral, blah blah alignment. Yeah. Just make it they if they speak abyssal or some sort of keyword, right? Like, well, then you that's they, tying evil to the language. Well, no, it's it's you can identify. It doesn't make it evil, right? It's not this. You don't call the spell detect good and evil. You call the spell detect abyssal. Well, detect good <laughs> and evil. Also, or is. It, Ties in specifically to those races. I see what you mean. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, right, if you remove the concept of good and evil from the spell and or make it de- related to a element of the creature, that doesn't define them as evil. It just says, hey, you can detect this. 
also you could just shift it extra planar. You don't need to call it good and evil. Just say detect extra planar or protect from extra planar. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many, that's exactly it. Like you just tie it to a keyword that doesn't imply a negative. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Because it also doesn't pick up on actual evil. Like if there's a, a, some monstrous human being in the room who's just a nasty person. It won't detect them. Yeah. It'll just be like, yeah, that's that's Frank. That's He's Frank. awful, but... Yeah. Or you don't... There's a serial human. killer standing right next to you and you're like, huh? Yeah. yeah. Good guy. 10 out of 10. He's a human. What a cool feller. We like Frank. Yeah. So it, it's an... It's a large fix, but it's a doable fix, right? Like, they're, they're going to have to make a lot of changes in a lot of places, but they should, and it's not... As hard as it seems. There's, it's a deceptively easy fix though. Because you just have to omit text from the new Mm -hmm. book. It's not even like you're going in and changing the text. You just have to leave out their alignment. Don't add that part in. And then when you're adding the new spell in, just flip some words. Yeah. That's it. And again, you know, it's, it's, it's more the scale of it. They've, they've put it in a lot of elements they're gonna have to do it in a lot of places but that doesn't mean that it's impossible it's just a thing they have to sit down and get done it's easier not to write it in <laughs> just true. don't write it in at all the problem is they did it to begin with yeah. <laughs> now they gotta go back and wipe it out the problem uh, is that it's in 5e <laughs> yeah it's it's baked in there you gotta take it out yeah. uh but yeah i i agree i think i hope i don't this one is less definitive for me. I don't know that they will take alignment out. I think they should. They definitely 100% should, but it's one of those things that it's like, oh, the old guard want it. Who gives a fuck, but we got to keep it in. And it's one of those stupid-ass things that is also for the external community, people who don't know D&D. It's iconic to Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, and that's the people pro- make those memes yeah. of like, oh, this is your alignment thing. It's... it's culturally relevant and it's a part of their marketing yeah which doesn't justify it i'm not saying that it's just no no i i just i'm thinking about every time i've heard it defend defended where people are like oh but it helps new players figure out what their character's like it's like no it doesn't it confuses them about their character has to be (laughs) yeah they you get into role-playing and they go oh how would i approach this and you just just don't worry about the alignment chart. Just okay, think about what you your character is going to do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's I a structure that is quite restrictive. Uh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Those are Disgusting. big things. We talked about a lot of big things that we. Those are huge things. Any mechanic changes you think we're going to see? <clears throat> I'm on this knife's edge mechanically. Mm-hmm. We may see it either go. More into the, I don't want to say exactly like Pathfinder, but more into the nuanced diversification of classes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or we'll see it go the opposite direction because they've seen huge success in the simplification of the game. Uh, But I think mechanically we're going to see shift either to a little bit more technicality because more people are familiar with it. And want more depth, or we're going to see, because it's popular, uh, a lot of simplification, or a little bit of both. In some places, they may drill down, and in other places, they may pull back uh, mechanically. That's my, uh, that's a really vague statement, I know. It's a balancing. Yeah, the balancing is going to be interesting to see how it goes. What do you think? I, I'll be honest with you, if it gets simpler, I don't think I'll play it. It doesn't need to be simpler. <laughs> no, because I think 5.5 is going to be like uh, advanced D&D, mm-hmm. where you can layer it over the already existing thing and it will just mm. improve. Uh, although there will probably be a lot of changes like we talked about where a lot of things will be stripped out or changed in a, enough of a way where it is a different game. Yeah. Um, but, but most I of those think, things we've talked about are lore-related yeah. or flavor-related, which is... Fine, but talking about mechanics, that's a that's a good prediction. Yeah, I think it is going to be its own standalone game. But if you want to continue playing Five E and introducing the easier thing to get people, there's going to be a few things you can piecemeal take from Five Point Five to add into Five E. Nice. That's what I think. I I really I hope 
uh, and I and I think there is a certainly a very strong logic and argument for your prediction of more technicality, carefully planned technicality in yeah. in the mechanics of the game. Because I don't think it'll you... be Pathfinder complicated, but it'll oh, be fuck more. no, there's no way they're that brave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I well, highly doubt that. I think a lot of people wouldn't touch. I think they would alienate a large portion of the communi- community if they Oh, for sure. Yeah. They they were just on Time Magazine. You think they're going to go, all right, <laughs> now we're bringing out the difficult shit. It's like, no, this is the most popular, mo- most popularity D&D has ever seen. Yeah. And look how popular, like, I know you and I really like Pathfinder's mechanics, but look how popular Fate Core is and how much simpler Fate Core is, right? Like, those simple things just sell so well. Yeah, (laughs) and D&D's got the brand recognition that if it keeps that simplicity, it will remain the most popular thing for another decade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think nowhere near as crunchy just a little bit extra for the people who've been playing it for five years and are like i'm looking for a little more i'm looking for some more in my gameplay i think 5e is going to be like or 5.5 is going to be like oh, okay do you think it will if it does go that direction do you think it will be a better system for multi-classing it almost certainly will be mm. because there are very few reasons to multi-class right now and in fact that's probably going to be one of the overhauls to the class system where it's going to be from level one, you know what subclass you are. Oh, yeah. That would be delightful. That'd if be really everyone good. could just do what clerics do. I'd be very happy. Just hop on that train right away. It helps with Please. flavor. It helps with role play. It helps DMs because I don't have to wait to, to like mm-hmm. s- see what my druid's going to pick. <laughs> you know what I, I would mean? Yeah. love it if it wasn't just one solid skill tree for that subclass mm. if there were like a few choices you could make a few branching aspects to it like pathfinder but not exactly the same thing that would help every cleric of twilight not feel like a twilight cleric <laughs> you mm-hmm. could have some difference well and there's evidence of this isn't there because if you look yeah. at the way they've added new feats and if you look at the optional class features this suggests a tuning element to your class. Um, I know this that they true. released the optional features as fixes to classes, but it could very easily become a selection criteria for your class diversity. I would love to see that if it's like, you know, optional things you can implement into your class, but there's like two or three things to choose between. You don't yeah. get them all. That would be really cool to so see. So good. Almost like invocations for every class. I would love that. And it allows wizards to balance something that they screw up in print. Yeah. When when they when because they it's not gonna be perfect. It never will be. They'll mechanically no. mess something up or they'll miss a keyword or something. And if you have optional features, you just retcon or not even retcon, but just add a release that says, Hey, this is a new optional feature that just fixes something we screwed up earlier. <laughs> it's even worse than that, because with D D Beyond, they can change the actual wording of the character sheet you have nowadays yeah yeah true so if you have a barbarian where they're like oh that ability is too strong the next time you log in it could be changed gonzo yeah interesting though so yeah i i would i would see it going that way and i'd like to see it going that way yeah another thing i want to see go that way like the skill tree and the different feats and everything like that are the actual skills you have Mm. because just having like baseline medicine perception performance just making those roles kind of sucks i wish they would have more depth and like feats specifically tied to skills mm-hmm. like they do is it pathfinder in pathfinder uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but you, it, you said it and i was like yeah just, just like pathfinder because yeah all there is to take is if you want to be a perceptive person, you take the observant feat. You get automatic plus five. Okay, cool. You're that person in your party now. You're the seeing person, and Orly. you're the guy. You're the person who's like, ah, perception's really high. Did I see it. That's that's all you do with that skill. You know? Well, it's like it's it's why crafting and things like that is so lame in D and D. Like in Pathfinder, it's non-existent. Yeah, it's almost yeah. non-existent in Pathfinder. Just being able, just having crafting doesn't mean jack shit. Like, 
even our artificers and alchemists, they're very specifically good at crafting in those spaces, but that doesn't mean they can make armor. And in D&D, basically, if you have the keyword, you can be like, well, backstory-wise, I was really good at crafting potions, but I'm going to use that skill to make a shield right now. And the DM yeah. can be like, okay, no, or at disadvantage, but it's not codified very well. And it mm -hmm. would be nice to see a little more diversity there to to add some structure there. It complicates the game almost immediately, but it'd be nice to have that available to dungeon masters, I think, and, and players yeah. who are interested. I think the the availability of that stuff is lacking in D&D, where it's not in Pathfinder, and that's why Pathfinder keeps coming up, is because instead of putting out these, you know, campaign books or mm -hmm. these adventure modules every few months paizos just releases expansions for rules and races and classes and spells and monster manuals and the things people play with in their own worlds that's what i would love to see more of at 5e yeah. i don't give a shit about their personal adventures yeah the modules are fine i know they bring up a lot of money because people play them and they get hyped over them or whatever more people care about the rule books I would love to see more focus on that in 5.5. And it's players and Dungeon Masters. Like, I know they're going to say, oh, like, well, you know, that's very specifically for Dungeon Masters. That's not true, though. Our players get so hyped for new books that give them new functions for their classes. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, was a player, I'm usually more excited than as a Dungeon Master for a book that drops, you know, new class features for me or a new subclass. Like, that's awesome. So it's it's not catering to a specific element of the community. They're more overreaching but they're harder to produce right yeah, i mean i don't yes, know i've never made you, one the campaign guides are definitely easier to make because you just have to write an adventure mm. whereas the rules take time and balancing and play testing and blah, blah 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 but if you don't spend all your time working on these fucking adventures hey guess what more rule books can be pumped out you can implement more mechanics for doing specific things that your players are asking to do you can implement different changes to monsters and different ways to implement creature stat blocks and abilities into the game you can come up with different rules for you know a bunch of stuff if you're not spending a bunch of time rewriting strahd or uh, the, the tomb of annihilation <laughs> or all this other fucking shit that people could just go oh i remember this cool old adventure i'm gonna see if i can work it into 5e yeah. you could make rules for updating older editions into fifth edition just put that out there i'm just saying wizards or make a tomb of annihilation supplement that is a monster manual with a new class that's flavored around that space or a new subclass yeah. with a bunch of like you can put the lore fuzz around it it's fizzbands that's what they yeah fizzbands is a masterpiece of a book i love it just yeah. do more of that <laughs> and a Honestly, portion of the book is lore bullshit but you know what I'm okay with that because there's a lot of other stuff in there and it's about the other stuff. If they completely stripped the adventure out of Strixhaven and filled it with mm -hmm. interesting new spells, interesting mechanics for all different kinds of spellcasters, different like wizard towers or environmental abilities of casters in general, if they just made it a caster-centric book instead of a five-year-old wizard adventure, mm -hmm. it would be beloved for the next five years yep. instead of mocked openly for being a kind of shitty book no offense wizards watch our last episode yeah it's it, it's it, exactly that's ex it's it those two books and they've released in the last six months yeah. are a perfect positioning of what is good and what is bad and yeah and can i put on a tinfoil hat here now for a second. Oh, here we go, guys. Here's my conspiracy theory. You're entering a spooky door. Here's one of the main reasons that Wizards produces books like Strixhaven, Van Richten's. The Van Richten's had a lot more in it. I'm not complaining about Van Richten's. I actually like that book, but but those setting books, those those scenarios. Live actual plays and marketing-wise, they're much easier to articulate. They're much, they, you can go, hey, critical role, hey, Dimension 20, play through this scenario, and that is massive marketing for them. 
Like, it's, it seems to be really easy to sell that product. Because it says, here's a narrative adventure for you and your friends to sit down with. And the concept to somebody who's not a dungeon master or, like, a, a constant player of that, I think is more, much more digestible. And I bet you, I don't know this, I don't have access to it, I bet you the marketing metrics on things like Strixhaven are much higher because they can promote in different ways. That's my conspiracy theory here. I definitely think there's uh, a lot of evidence to support that theory, specifically because every time a new book comes out, Wizards is like, hey, we got 14 new streams of people playing this mm -hmm. fucking book. But I also think mm. that one... Wizards is stupid for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> because every time something gets really popular in this space, it is fully homebrewed almost 100%. Yep. So much so that the most popular one has been turned into books that other people can play through. Mm -hmm. The homebrew is the good stuff. Like Exactly. So if you made more rules for homebrewing stuff... And told them to promote that <laughs> exactly guess what i don't want to watch 14 streams of people playing through strahd again oh my god and there are so many there's like five on their own specific DD channel and much love to the groups running strahd we're not saying that you're doing yes, a bad you job. guys are fine you're great it's not your fault they reprinted that book again yeah but we <laughs> don't need it and your audience there's yes. a lot of it. It's saturating the market. And exactly, Sean, like, I, I, it's not a good play if, if this no. is what they're doing. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest it's not a good way to do it. And the numbers show, I'm sure, very positive for them. But in the long run, you should reconsider how you're approaching that. <laughs> it's this weird echo chamber where they're like, hey, what's your favorite adventure module we put out? It's like, well, everyone loves Strahd. Okay. Well, here's Van Richten's guide to Strahdland. So you can make Strahd better. It's like, fuck you, actually. I've already bit. done that four years ago because the first time you did it, it sucked. All you did was add more of the same to Strahd. I fucking don't care about it so much. Give me another Eberron book. Ooh, yeah, I'll yeah, go yeah. back to Eberron. That shit was kind of interesting. The monsters were unique and different. Mm -hmm. The rules were different. And there was a lot I of content that DMs and players could use mechanically. Exactly. <laughs> don't give me Strixhaven to do a Harry Potter adventure. You can make a Harry Potter adventure module later on. Fuck, it's been done book. without Yes, them. it fully has. <laughs> uh, Kids on Brooms is better for running Harry Potter things than Dungeons and Dragons. I'm sorry, go play Kids on Brooms. Fantasy High Dimension 20 was just the D&D 5e core rules with the setting adjusted light slightly, but if you don't think that's a Harry Potter adventure, you're wrong. no. <laughs> Magic and Misfits is actually kids on brooms. They're not playing D and D there. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just even Fantasy High is the is the yeah, D and D yeah, yeah. core rule set. That is a Harry oh, Potter yeah. adventure. If you're looking for a teen magical drama, Fantasy High is that. It just looks a little different because the crew are trained comedians. But also, also yes, they've done they've done kids on brooms. Well, Critical Role did five E Harry Potter. They just changed all the names so they wouldn't get sued. Yep. Like you can do it already. We don't need Strixhaven books. Not even the Magic the Gathering community gives a shit about Strixhaven the school. There is not fill it full of wizard stuff. <laughs> there is a weird like disconnect between a lot of the magic. There are a lot of mm -hmm. there are a lot of there's a fair number of like us. But if you go into a Magic the Gathering store, a lot of them have no do not give a shit about Dungeons and Dragons. Like, yeah. I think a lot of Dungeons and Dragons players play Magic. I don't think a lot of Magic players play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, because D and D is harder to get into. I think. Yeah. It has a weirdly enough, Magic the Gathering has a higher cost to get into. Yeah. Monetarily wise, but D and D has a bigger time commitment, which I think is well, the problem. Also, Magic the Gathering, you can play in the lunchroom during lunch in high school. In D and D, you need to have a group of at least four to five friends. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but there's a lot of people when I walk into those stores, I was like, oh, you don't talk to anyone, do you? <laughs> Unless very you're saying, sorry, I tap this red mana. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's how I win. My infinite combo goes infinite twice. It's like, all right, I see why you don't play D&D. <laughs> Bathe, please. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Magic players are awesome. That was really mean. Magic players are fantastic. They are great. Some of them, though. Some of them are a little... 
You but that could be said about a lot of D&D players. Too. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying it's exclusive to the magic community. I'm just saying there's a, <laughs> some... Uh... <coughs> Anyways, 5.5 is going to be we real good, off guys. We every Friday. So huh? Friday's at 7? Well, not every Friday at so. 7. A lot of them. <laughs> this Friday at 7, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh. We'll figure it out. We got our stuff together. Yeah, we're we're back on the on the saddle. It's been a winter break. Okay. Uh, yeah. What what other predictions you've got? I've taken my tinfoil hat off. I'm sorry, wizards, for talking about your marketing. I have no idea. I haven't seen the numbers. It's it's bad. You could say it. it's bad. <laughs> You're, we don't need a fucking eight hour stream for your new module where you play through the whole thing. We talked about this last episode. I think we're just mad at wizards in their modules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like some of the settings. I do. I like so much. I like rhyme. I think they're neat. We don't need so many. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we could do with maybe one a year. I think we got mm-hmm. three or four last year. That is, dude, bingo. Yes, one a year, then give us mechanics, please. Okay, bye. Wizards of the Coast Ooh, Sean's doing 2021 right release. He's got his research hat on, which is this really cool wizard's hat. Uh, it's like bright purple and it's bent at the tip. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, Just since July, these are the books that came out. Let me tell you if you... Uh, sense a theory or since you smell a theme coming along right mm-hmm. I'm, my sniffer uh, is open wild beyond the witch light okay came out in september setting it's an adventure module Scenario, yeah uh Fizbin's treasury of dragon came out in october great book strixhaven came out well not in november it was pushed back to december mm-hmm. which is a module slash setting adventure mm-hmm. and that's it so since july they've released Two, two adventures and one book that people like. Yeah. What the fuck is that, wizards? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, and 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 again, so that's already two in the six month period. We got Van Richten's this year, so that's at least three in twenty twenty one. I think that came out in like March, right? Yeah. So at least three, probably four in twenty twenty one adventure module scenarios thingies. It's like, we don't need so many, probably. So maybe it's that. <laughs> I can't even play through that many adventures in a year. <laughs> yeah, it'll... You can't even play through any of these adventures in the time it takes for them to release the next one. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a massive back catalog of these things that, that you know, Fucking, nobody ever plays insane. because they live stream 40 of them and everybody knows the ending. So they're like, okay, yeah. well, we won't do that. I, uh, <laughs> I don't get it. Why? <laughs> So and then the next book that's being released is the Critical Role campaign. Yep, that's the the redo of the Exandria setting. Is that right? Is that what they're doing? Uh, no, it's a specific Critical Role themed Wild Mount adventure. Oh, so it's it a... is just an adventure module. No, Exandria <laughs> Reborn is something that Critical Role is releasing on their own, and okay. it actually does look like a very interesting book that people should look into. But okay, so they're doing a, a CR adventure. I didn't even realize that. I just knew there was Exandria, the Exandria like yep. source book. That's Call a, of a the Nether Deep is the next book that I believe is coming out, and it is one hundred percent adventure. Probably some magic items and some small rule changes in there. That's gonna but, that's gonna screw our argument because everybody's gonna buy that book. <laughs> but it doesn't matter if they buy it. I'm probably gonna buy it. Yeah, but Fuck. you'll never use it. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. But it's also another adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's the well, point that's I'm, I'm trying to make is that yeah. it's just adventures. And then like, little, little, here's a little bit of rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's some changes. There's some updates. Here's some new abilities for you to use in this 16 adventures we got you. Well, I'm totally agreeing with you. But what I'm saying is no, that I, book is going to sell like hotcakes and Wizards is going to go, oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, more adventure. Good job, wizards. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Although I will say, <laughs> the last time that they released a uh, specifically Critical Role-themed book, the Explorers Got to Wildmount, mm-hmm. there was a huge backlash from people who are not fans of Critical Role and just fans of D&D. That's true. And it's always divisive, right? But yeah. I mean, the CR community has only gotten larger. <laughs> Yeah. So there, that that, there is, that angry voice is there, but being consumed by a massive tide of Critical Role fans. There is a Venn diagram of people who watch CR and people who play D&D, and it looks pretty much just like a circle at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's starting to get so, at the, like, 
you're the minority if you don't watch the show or at least you know if you hate the show you're the minority well, you have to if you you can not watch if you, it, but if you're like... If you say you it. hate the show, you have to be careful because there are... The critter community is wonderful, but there are some assholes in that space. I wouldn't say they're wonderful. There are, you're right. There is a, there is a large say population I very much appreciate. There are some awful people in that community. Yeah, they can be pretty fucking ruthless they're when they want to be. They're horrible to each other sometimes. Oh, so if you, I, you see more and more people who speak up in any sort of critical way are, are drowned. I probably mm-hmm. shouldn't touch upon it here because <laughs> I like them, Critical Role. I love the Critical Role community. I cosplay from it. Some people need to chill the hell out. Critters, take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Just do your breathing exercises yeah. that your therapist helped you talk about. Some of your rage and some of your backlashes are very justified, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of you. But sometimes, y'all little nasty motherfuckers need to take five minutes and just shut the fuck up. Yeah, just just chill out a little bit. Okay. Especially once directing it at the cast. <laughs> so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're yelling at the people who give you this fucking content you love and devour voraciously yeah. Yeah. and get obsessed over. Don't yell at them. Criticism? Fine. Great. We should all yes. be open to criticism. Have at it. Maybe don't yell at them about it. <laughs> Yes, and if someone is mean to one of your favorite cast members, do not go attack that person. Mm-hmm. Just show your favorite cast member some love. Yeah. There you go. That's the biggest change. Build them up rather also, than tearing someone else down. Just remember what your therapist told you. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Stay off the internet every once in a while. Might do some good. Go outside. I like how I saw a minefield and jumped straight into it. <laughs> oh, I live there. Yeah. I, hate, I, hate, I hate the Critter Phantom so much. <laughs> I am a part of it. I fucking despise it here. I, it, it's such a wonderful place, and there's such a dark side to it. <laughs> yeah, I would love to talk about the show, but every time I do, it's a problem for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do it with you guys anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I brought the topic up. We have been all over the place in this session. We're we're oh, we're hungry for we're it. We've been like, away for too long. Snap, 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 locked snap. inside for the holidays. It's too cold. Yeah. It's like Frostwindale out there. Ooh. Or Icewind Home or something. Whatever book you were talking about earlier. <laughs> Ice Mountain Plain. Uh, Ice, home, Ice Home Place. <laughs> okay, oh, so... Tasha's come out this year? Tasha's was this year. So Tasha's is so like, hey, Tasha's we got you one rule book. Yeah. Because okay, Fizzbuzz so wasn't either really a rule book. It was an in-between. But It's those like a good. bestiary. Yeah. Expansion, almost. Uh, so Fizzbands, I'd take more of that over anything else. Mm-hmm. Strixhaven, Tasha's. Van Richten's. Uh, Wildlight, Wildlight and Van Richten's. Yeah. Those are the five books I think were released this year. So we got two more mechanically focused books and three adventures. Well, we got essentially that dragon book I got when I was a kid, re-released with more D&D themed mechanics. Yeah. And then we got one rules book. Mm-hmm. and three adventures <laughs> that's true yeah because tasha's is the real rules and tasha's is very good tasha's is great we didn't talk about it on the show because i don't think we were recording when it released but i, th- I know like, and i think break. we were still in the world building kind of thing oh yeah yeah we tasha's should do a retrospective great. on tasha's next week Ooh, let's yeah yeah episode 10 tasha's. after all this hate we've given all the campaigns let's give some love to the one thing we like <laughs> rules yeah let's do it okay i'm good Hell yeah we'll write it down okay um but, uh, okay, we are way off the rails every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Most dim, 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 dim. Uh, other predictions. What little things are you thinking we're going to see, Sean? Uh, one big. little thing I thought was, we talked about it. It's one of our lore dump predictions, but the change to um, rests. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From being long and short might change because that usually throws, you know, an annoying monkey wrench into the actual run of the story where it's like oh we take a rest we'll take this rest i think it is this is complete shot in the dark like i love it if this happens i'm a genius and you all need to tell me on twitter and follow me on miss chicken dance at miss chicken dance twitter go uh tell me there (laughs) uh (laughs) there's no way in hell that's the right twitter handle (laughs) mr chicken dance twitter go look it up it's me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a I think Ace Ventura stan account. 
This isn't even a prediction. This is a hope. This is what I want to see Wizards do. You cowards, listen to this podcast. Oh, here's and the fight bait. Me. Okay. I would love to see a tiered rest system. Okay. So it's not short or long, but instead it's a numeric value of different amounts of time you can take, like maybe a 10-minute break, uh, like a half an hour break, an hour break, three-hour break, five-hour break, so on and so forth, to Mm -hmm. like the full eight hours or even 10 hours or beyond. I would love to see that sort of rest system implemented. Mm -hmm. So it's not just do we take a short rest or do we take a long rest? We could could rest for three hours. We can get a number of abilities or resources back. Mm -hmm. But we still have like a section of time where we're not like trying to shoehorn an eight-hour rest into a fucking adventure. Because that always... So basically, as you rest longer, more benefits become available to you. Exactly, Yeah. yeah. That's a, a I mean, I love that mechanically. I, I think it would be really great. I haven't designed that or play tested it in any way, so I don't know how it would work. I think it would work really well because it's always the argument between do we have eight hours or is one hour enough? Well, and, and, and you know what they were trying to do with long rest, short rest was clearly to make it simple. But it yes. didn't because people still argue it and it's still relevant. So I, th- I, think... I don't think you can take it out of D&D. There has to be a way to recuperate resources because ultimately D&D is a resource management game in a lot yeah. of ways. And so trying to simplify the rest system to get people to stop being persnickety and a pain in the ass about it isn't going to solve the problem because they're always going to be because resources matter in this game. Yeah, and I think that's... <laughs> So embrace something it. They, they wanted to simplify it, and in simplifying it, they made it a bigger issue for people, where it's like, the, we only have these two choices. There's no middle ground of short rest or long rest. And it becomes There's contentious. No, like, exactly. Yeah. Especially when a DM's like, okay, you guys want a long rest in the middle of the dungeon mm-hmm. for eight full hours. Maybe you shouldn't have used your seventh level spell slot in that last fight. Maybe that's... Something you should have held on to. Well, and as a DM, you practice spell sapping. That's a part of of writing yeah. encounters, especially at how, higher levels. Can you get them to use... That's the intent. Like, that's the whole... Ultimately, that's the whole game at high levels, is can yeah. you get them to use the big ones so that when they reach the end, they are more challenged by the big monsters? Because otherwise, with ninth level spells, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> They're gonna... Every dungeon yeah. <laughs> is just resource drain. Yeah, that's what To you get do. to a boss fight. That's what... Even in video games, that's what it is. Yeah, that's... It's it's the whole thing. It's Guys, a sorry to pull the veil back for those of you who aren't familiar with that, but that's what Dungeon Masters do. Let's pierce that veil. <laughs> so I, I like it. I think, yeah, re reorienting, I think it was a good shot. I think the heart of the game doesn't allow for them to do it. I think that's a cool addition. I do. That's smart. Yeah. I think it would be cool to see maybe in, I don't know, some sort of rule book expansion you guys want to put out, maybe? Or possibly in 5.5. I know it would fuck Warlocks up a little bit. But I think warlocks are already kind of fucked up. Well, what you bit. just do is you say at an hour rest, the warlock allow is allowed to get their fucking spells back. If it's an unlocked thing, you just right, you put it in there. So yeah, I think I think my way is better than yours, honestly. Yeah. But you're allowed to have your own opinion, wizards. So that's that's um, a really Mr. Shake Dance Twitter. Come find me. Day the book comes out that says I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me your money and also a thumbs up like my tweets retweet my tweets some some asshole <laughs> like comment with, subscribe with mr shikadown's twitter is gonna have this massive influx i of gotta followers. go get that account now so that when it comes out it's not like some some fascist piece of shit monster oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have to make an apology because it's some like trumper <laughs> That would be oh, God. the worst. Uh, Anyways, um, yeah, that's my predictions. Do you have any more? A better pet and familiar system. Oh, <laughs> fuck! Uh, just do what Pathfinder does and don't describe them physically. Yep. 
Just give, just give them a stat block and say, hey, describe them how you want. If they have wings, they get this. If they don't, they get swim. Yep. They, Fuck it, they cool. get classifications and they can level up in that classification. Problem yeah. solved. I can't tell you how many times <laughs> people have been like, oh, I only get like a spider or something. Yep. Yeah, that sucks. And guess what? There's evidence for this happening with the Drake Warden. So. Yeah, that's true. They don't describe them physically, but it is still a dragon. Yeah. And they, they have, like, some elements that level up as the creature progresses, so. I will say one huge hint towards this is the spells they've come out with a little bit. Ooh, okay, okay, tell us more. The the one where you can, like, summon demons or summon shadows or fiends or whatever. It's just, like, the stat block with a few Chain variants like, Yeah, like, yeah, celest- you like summon celestial, you can pick the tanky one or the damage one, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Do that That's... with pets and familiars, please. <laughs> Yeah, just say this is this is what the stat block is. You can describe it physically. Yeah, which that is would, great. Like the game's so much better. That's just what people want. Yeah. Come on, wizards. And it's <sighs> pets are so important to this game. Familiars yeah. are so important to this game. Like, good god, they really are. The ranger class has been a failure most times because this isn't considered. Consider it, put it in there. They probably will. They've got evidence of the fact. So that's my, like, my more nuanced is we're going to see stat blocks that level up based upon a style for... (laughs) Okay, no, say that out loud. Genuinely look me in the eyes and say right now, your 5e prediction about rangers. My final prediction Uh for Mm 5.5 is that they will remove the ranger. Guys, he's he's deadly serious right now. He's got the he's got the look of a madman on his face. He <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> it's gonna be so fucking good when that book comes out and there is not a single page for Rangers. Find me on Twitter, Mr. Shigadan's Twitter. <laughs> Mr. Shigadan's at home. <laughs> Live on Twitch.com. God. I will that, say though that, that look was unhinged, dude. I'm hey, sorry. Listen, I don't mean Rangers are unhinged. That you audience, you don't get to see this. That was the scariest look he has ever given me. It was. Right. <laughs> I just want to be right about that. I don't really care about the rest of the stuff. I'm crying. <laughs> I want them to delete was uh, Rangers just because they fucked it up so bad. They're just like, let's not talk about this. Again. Just erase their past. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Um, there is one more thing I want to mention about Pathfinder. It's one of my favorite things about Pathfinder. Okay. This is 100% the rules as they are in the game. Referring to pets or any sort of mounts mm. or non-combat related beasts you have along with your party like a dog or something. Whenever you start combat, the animal immediately gets the condition frightened for, which means it runs away from anything it deems hostile. So as soon as combat begins, any animal Mm. you have in your party runs away from the fight. I love that so much. It makes a lot of sense. Like It does, because it's just like, oh, here's a dog I have. It's like, okay, here's a combat. guy with a knife, and he stabs someone. Okay, the dog runs away. Yeah. That's it. Or here's a bear. It's like, okay, the dog runs away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And there's mechanics to mitigate. If you want a combat yes. dog, then you you train the dog to be able to deal with combat right like this is this well this is specifically thick. pertaining to non like class yeah. or spell related animals mm. if you have like a ranger pet they're obviously fine with combat but if you just like buy a guard dog or buy a riding horse and they come across a dinosaur they run away because that makes sense also great for the dm because it means they yeah. don't have to constantly explain that they're not going to kill your pet just because it's in the rain of fire. A thousand percent. <laughs> I just think it's funny that like, yeah, the, they just get scared and runs. That's mm. it. That's the rules. Sorry. That's the rules. You reminded me of another prediction we've talked about that I think we will definitely see, which is oh. uh, a adjustment to movement to make a flat playing field that is adjust based more on skill than race. 
Um, mm. I think, and that may, I know that sounds really simple, but it may have like implications and ramifications with Aarakocra and gnomes and, and all that kind of jazz. Like you're, you're going to see some adjustments there. I think that will make things a little more initially level, but the ability to expand one's movement differently uh, yeah. will become a part of the, the core mechanics. I don't think they're going to get rid of dashing or any of that. That's a good mechanic. It makes sense, but yeah. I think they're going to use them more creatively and give you more ways to change and alter the way you move through terrain because we don't talk about it a lot, but in combat movement is so critical. It's very important. It's so, I mean, I, I dipped into bard with my barbarian to get long strength, right? Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> It's crucial, and it is very important to, to good combat. I, it's one of the biggest reasons people don't play dwarves or gnomes, because they don't like being slower. Yeah, it's so important. Gnomes are better, though, than other races. Not dwarves. Dwarves and gnomes are pretty Are you either. picking a fight with me? No, no, no. Just, no, I'm no. I'm picking a fight with everyone who picks other things that but That are gnomes. not gnomes dwarves. You're right, Sean. Yeah. This, I stand with you in this. We stand... But short races, except yeah. for halflings. Give me those like. short kings. Get those hobbits out of here. Yeah, they're they're just a weird in between. <laughs> yeah, they're legally distinct from J.R. Tolkien's hobbits. <laughs> I keep wanting to say J.R.R. Tolkien, but that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> you, are you mentioning the person who does uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones? Narnia no. with with no Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. George R.R. R. Martin. R.R. R. Martin. That's the one. Steve R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> Steve R.R. R. Tolkien. <laughs> oh, man, this is getting worse. <laughs> we got to, this is what, 45 minutes? No, it's an hour. <laughs> oh, one of these days we'll do a half an hour exact episode. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll just, you should just cut it off. We'll be mid talking about something and it'll just end. In part two, the next episode will just continue from exactly where that cut was. <laughs> it's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. That's value engineering is what that is. Yeah. That's a twofer. There it is. And little added bonus, if you play this episode alongside the Hobbit cartoon, it syncs up perfectly. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 Dyer music. <laughs> well, I don't know, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> I'll carry you. Isn't that something he says? In the, yeah, in the movies. I'll pick you up. That's me, Sam, Sam G's. You're Samwise Gamgee? Samgy Gamjos. You give off. No, you're not soft. You are definitely fucking Pippin. I, whatever you say, bud. It's a compliment. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. I only know the one who is Sammy. And he picked him up. And Gollum. <laughs> Guys, Gollum. thanks for joining us for this episode of Lord of... <laughs> and the Balrog. That was badass. That was... <laughs> you shall not pass. No, that was the old guy. I was talking about the whip. You want a big flame daddy on your bridge? Oh, I killed that old man. That was badass. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that'll do it for us here. On the gayest timeline. Guys, <laughs> if you want to yell at us about the things we've said in this session, you can tweet us or Instagram us. I'd love to see you yell at us on Instagram. That'd be interesting. Come get uh, us. Yeah. You can do reels now. Reel it. Yell at us reels hard. Guys, somebody please make a reel. It would make our day. Uh, just screaming at us. Uh, it doesn't even have to be coherent. Just at us at, at the Lord. <laughs> just at a volume we don't appreciate. <laughs> yeah, way too loud. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. So at the Lord Dump on our social medias, or you can email us at lorddumpquestions at gmail.com. Pretty sure I got yes. that right this time. Or you can get me up at Shicky Tweets. Shicky, <laughs> Shicky Mans, my Shicky Tweets. You have so many Twitters to go claim after this. Uh, well, that's my Vimeo, actually. Shicky Tweets Shicky, is Shicky your Shicky Tweets on Vimeo. Yeah, 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 got it, got it, got it. Okay, good. Well, there you Find go. Me there. Follow Sean there. Like, comment, and unsubscribe. Because <laughs> I assume you're already subscribed. Who wouldn't be to Shicky Tweets? God, it's a <laughs> Shicky Tweets, a classic. I do have to go get that account now. That's a good account. <laughs> it's very solid. I might actually change my own Twitter account. <laughs> Shicky Tweets. <laughs> Holy shit, buckets! Uh, this has been Lord Tom. We'll see. Uh, nothing left to do but the singing. A boop, a doop, 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 a doop,
Boop-a-doop-poop. So I don't know what happened. Everything was going along so well. And then it just fell apart. It it's that could just be every episode of Lloyd Up though. Everything was going no, swimmingly. No, we're usually and then we super even keeled and and mentally there the whole time. You and I are watching two or participating in two very different shows. Think. I don't think so. I think we were both. No, um, you're right. No, I'm wrong. I'm on. You, I agree with you completely. We're both doing the I'm Stitch you, podcast, right? I'm the what? The Stitch podcast? My Lilo and Stitch eight part running series. Yes, that's what we have been doing. Uh, Diagramming the powers and abilities of each individual of experiment each from Jumba Jukiba. Yeah, no, we've we've for sure been doing that and we'll be doing that in the future let's just just stay on that page educate yourself 